This is Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson from TeachersPD.net, giving you effective teaching and learning strategies for your classroom. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Effective Teaching Podcast. Today we are continuing our series looking at the dynamic learning framework that comes from Casey Bell's book, Shake Up Learning, Practical Ideas to Move Learning from Static to Dynamic. And of course, I am joined again by Casey. Thank you so much. It's so exciting to be a part of an entire series on your podcast. Uh, I I would not have chosen anyone else to do my first series with, Casey. Aww. (laughs) Uh, today, our focus is going to be going beyond the grade level and subject area. So, Casey, can you tell us a bit about this part of the framework and maybe even give us another quick summary for those people who didn't listen to episode one, just give us a quick summary of that for those five different characteristics of your framework as well. Sure. So, so be sure you do go back if you landed on this episode to listen to the one previous where we give a a longer overview of the dynamic learning framework. But essentially what I am talking about are all of the things that I feel like make an exciting and engaging lesson, the things that we couldn't do when I was in school, things that weren't even possible, and leveraging things like technology and tools and even our global collaboration to go beyond. And so this idea of dynamic learning came to me, I think as an English teacher, honestly, because I used to teach dynamic and static character. So to me, static's the old way and being dynamic is, is the new way. So I call these dynamic learning experiences. And today we're going to focus on the characteristic from the framework that I call beyond the grade level and subject area. And what I mean by that is the fact that for so many of us, we have very strict curriculums that based on an, you know, whatever age group and grade level that students are in, they get to learn this, 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 and this. No more, no less, move on down the line. This old school factory model of education that I have seen not only in the U.S., but I have seen it abroad as well. And so the idea of going beyond that prescribed curriculum is pulling those kids off that conveyor belt of education, give them opportunities to learn about the things that interest them that may go beyond just what our curriculum says that we have to teach. So you're not just talking about, you know, a cross curricular, you know, like a project-based learning kind of approach. You're actually talking about what students are interested in and going beyond what's actually in the school. Yes, yes. And and of course, cross-curricular is fantastic too. And sometimes they may have interests that are involved in one of those curriculums. But at the same time, I want us to think about how we can help students learn how to find their own interest. A lot of times they don't have a clue, right? You know, we, we give students choice, which is one way to help them reach beyond. But at the same time, I hear from teachers constantly that they give them choice and then the kids do the same things over and over again or they don't want a choice because they're so used to this game of school where they've been told exactly what to do and there's only one correct answer. So when we open up the doors to more project-based learning and we give them more opportunities to do research and to choose their own topics, even you know, as an English teacher, 
we did have the option to choose your own reading and your own novels for novel study and things like that, where they could possibly dive into some other interests that they had. But I love, you know, things like the maker movement and maker projects, which can happen in a classroom that doesn't have to have a maker space. A lot of people get caught up on this idea that people have this big fancy maker space. But maker is all about tinkering, building, engineering, crafting, and getting hands on with things. Something as simple as cardboard can help inspire our students and they can figure out different types of answers and solve problems that don't have one correct answer. Another project that I really love is Genius Hour. You know, Genius Hour is all about focusing on that passion project. What is the problem that you want to solve? What are you really passionate about? And again, this is something you have to work up to because kids are not always ready for that. They don't know. They, you know, I've, I've, I've talked to so many teachers who struggle with this. Like, I want to do genius hours, but my kids can't pick a, pick a topic. They can't find <laughs> something because they just want to be told what to do. And we just have to begin at an early age giving them these opportunities to do these types of things. That's really good. So can you tell me then a bit more about how going beyond the grade level or going beyond the subject area is helping to create lifelong learners? Absolutely. I mean, anytime we're encouraging students to learn something that they're interested in and encouraging them to take a dive into something that maybe isn't our own expertise. You know, we are proving that we support learning and we're talking about learning. I think just having conversations about learning is important. And I know that was something I wish I could go back and change. We weren't talking about that. We were talking about do this, turn it in, what's the grade? You know, let's talk about what does that grade mean? Let's talk about learning and how we can connect the dots so that we can give students some opportunities in our class to do different types of projects that aren't just those things that fit neatly in our curriculum box, you know. So I think back to my own classroom and some of the projects that I had. And a lot of times, the ones usually that we got to do after testing was over <laughs> were the ones that allow, allowed us a little more freedom. And, you know, you get it where you get it. So, you know, take advantage of that. And if there's a chance, you have one student that has a spark in something that they become passionate about, it's totally worth it. And it's not something that necessarily has to take away from what you're teaching because a lot of times these other subjects can work their way in. And, you know, because we are constantly trying to become more interdisciplinary, but at the same time, we still have these silos, I feel like, in a lot of our schools. But just opening these doors to different types of strategies. Entrepreneurial learning is something I talk a lot about in my book as well, because I don't know if everybody knows the statistics. I know in the U.S. that we are vastly approaching a high percentage of people who are now self-employed. And a lot of those might be side hustles, but there is a huge growth in online entrepreneurs 
I think we've got two on the air here. <laughs> and that is, a, is something that requires a different set of skills. But they're good skills that will transfer. You know, we want kids to be risk takers, to be perseverant, to solve problems, and to take ownership of their learning. And those are all things that make a good entrepreneur because you never know. You know, I remember the kids in my classroom showing up, you know, the ones who were always trying to make a business, right? They've made bracelets at home. They want to come in and sell them. <laughs> they're <laughs> buying candy at Walmart and they're coming into <laughs> class to try to sell the candy. Whatever it is, there are kids that show those signs a lot of times times without our help. But building some of these these skill sets in our classroom is not that difficult. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've got to say the very similar thing uh, over in Australia here too with uh, the idea of entrepreneurs and the number of entrepreneurs that are really growing across our country. It's, it's escalating at a rapid rate. I even had one of my previous year 12 students set up a business that was making more money than I made, he made in a day than I, than I made. So it was, it was really fantastic to watch him do that. Oh, for um, sure. And a lot yeah. of them do it before they even leave our doors. I mean, there are kids out there with YouTube channels making money and doing all kinds of things. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So how should teachers then best prepare to go beyond the grade level or beyond the subject area and implement this in their actual classrooms? So I, I really hope that teachers are at least beginning to think more about project-based learning. I feel like project-based learning is, is where some of these opportunities lie. A lot of this comes in just building in choice to the different things that you do in your classroom where students can choose their own topic, their own reading, their own research, something that just gives them a little bit of wiggle room and a little bit of freedom to maybe tap into something they're interested in. Again, all of this connects very well together, the entire framework. So in the previous episode, we were talking about that lifelong learning mindset and, and building that with students. So this obviously is something you can learn during those conversations with your kiddos as you're building those relationships. What is it that you're interested in and how can I help support you in that? And we may be able to find ways that, hey, you know what, we're going to do a book study next week and I'm going to let you choose your own book. So possibly you want to try this one because you said you were interested in this topic. It, it, it can be very simple, but just opening your mind and finding the wiggle room in your plans where you can do some bigger projects that give kids the opportunities. As always, as I end my episodes, I always want to give my teachers you know, one thing they can go off and do in their classroom this week that will help get them on the track to going you know, today beyond the grade level or beyond the subject area, what would you recommend they do this week? I kind of thought I already answered that. <laughs> probably did. <laughs> um, well, just narrow it down to one. Just narrow it down to one. <laughs> it's really hard. It's really hard to answer that when you're talking K twelve. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think it's um, it's again just finding those opportunities to give students some choice in what they're doing and in helping them find the different topics that may interest them that happen to go beyond the curriculum that we teach. So whether that's in a conversation, whether that's in a project-based learning opportunity, that's genius hour, that's, you know, encouraging some of those entrepreneurial learning skills that we were talking about. It could be a cardboard challenge, which by the way, you can do with the littles very easily, but it could also be something that the big kids can do. So lots, lots of opportunities. I think this one really has to be 
customize for what it is that that you teach to help find that wiggle room. Thank you so much, Casey, for your advice. I look forward again to our next episode. You've been listening to Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson. Please visit teacherspd.net for more effective teaching strategies and online professional development.